Welcome back to the Ordinary Experience. Today I have with me Tanvi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I always start with a smile. You're smiling as well. How's your <laughs> week been? It's been great. There's been a lot going on, to be honest. Um, just like a lot of projects. And then I'm launching like my first product for my consultancy page as well. So just like crazy. <laughs> oh, let's, let's start with that. Let's start. Let's tick off the big ticket items before we get into the, the smaller stuff. So tell me a little bit about your social media experience. You know, I understand you have a consultancy business business for small to medium kind of businesses. And yeah. I don't know much else aside from that. But That's what right. I do know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of the same of what people are doing out there. And it's a cool way to earn a living and a cool way to earn a, a passive income to an extent. Yeah. So tell me, talk to me. So this actually came about, this actually came about because like I was looking for a grad job and I'm not going to lie, this, this was the last thing on my mind, but I was literally in a position where I was so focused on everyone around me, you know, excelling in their careers, you know, starting out their first steps. And here I am just like, wow, like I've been through a whole degree, come out with a great grade and I'm the one who hasn't got a job. And there was just like a lot of toxic thoughts going on and like very negative surrounding right and then my father was actually like why don't you just start something of your own so I was like you know what what have I got to lose at this point like let me just give it a go um and basically the consultancy sort of came about because I've always been very creative in terms mm -hmm. of I've always loved coming up with different ideas for literally anything whether it's an event whether it's a business whether it's just generally like me creating content through my blog page I've always loved coming up with ideas and different ways of doing things that's like mm -hmm. not norm or not standard um but I sort of came to this realization that I I can't do everything by myself like I if I'm coming up with like 100 ideas I'm not going to act on all of them so I was like why not just like help small businesses who very honestly they don't have that much money to put down on a proper marketing consultant or you know like people who have way more experience than me like they would probably charge like hundreds and thousands more than I do so I was like why not create something that's sort of midway affordable but also helps people out and weirdly I actually got a lot of traction from it initially like I didn't expect to like get so many people you know messaging me being like oh my god you're doing a great job or you know like keep going and just very encouraging overall and a lot of people did see value in content which was something I wasn't expecting because I mean for normal business owners like when you have a conversation with them it's kind of like oh yeah we just go with the flow like we don't really care what happens we just want results Whereas I think there's that shift right now going on where people are starting to see that you need to look deeper, especially when it comes to social media. Every other business is online now. So you need to be different if you want to stand out. And I guess I've always been good at standing out, whether it's positive or negative. I feel like people have always been like, okay, you're the odd one out. Great. Like I'm living for it. So it's great. What, what gave you the ability to think about starting it? A consultancy business like was it your degree was it something that you just stumbled across was it was it um i don't know an example that someone gave you of, of a like a, a business idea that you could use to be very honest i'm just gonna come out and say i don't think my degree played a big role in anything i won't I'm like exactly the same like i mean i did 
I guess I've always been a social kid, so I can't even lie and say, oh yeah, it taught me communication skills. I already had those. But I think with university, the only thing I really took away from it is mm-hmm. the ability to be confident in me. Right. And that is something that we'll get into when we, you know, talk about my life in India and coming back and all of that. But in general, university, like the actual degree, I did business management. I got a lot of shit for that. I can't lie. Please excuse language. But a lot of people, you know, especially like people from economics and stuff like that, they would be like, oh, business is common sense. Like, what is It's not common sense. Not by a a long shot. It's, uh, there is a lot of complex uh, knowledge that goes into that, that I took for granted, or I take for granted, we take for granted on a daily basis, right? Um sure economics is great you understand macro and macro macro and micro markets but you know all it is is just looking at the bigger picture like and you can learn that just by experience and understanding you know the way markets move and things like that and to be perfectly honest an economics degree is just freaking maths (laughs) that's what i mean like i feel like degrees are helpful in theory but Mm. i I didn't leave with any sort of skill set to prepare me to start my own business. I all had it hit. It was all very strategic, like, okay, this is how you create a business plan. This is how you do this. How do I bloody implement that business plan, though? You didn't teach me that. You didn't tell me that this is, these are the things that you're going to encounter, or these are the people, these are the networks you have to build. That's something that I've sort of gained on my own, or looking at my, like, father, for instance. He's, like, he's been a businessman for, like, the longest time, and he's really good at what he does. He loves getting into different things. And I think because I've come from that sort of background and I'm very privileged to say that I have, but I've been given a lot of support in that sense that I've got both both theory and practical to take from, but it has, it, you know, nothing happens without its, you know, obstacles and stuff like that. Like I, I think being, I, I don't want to play, you know, a female card or anything, but it, it was one of those things like, growing up brown it's always been a factor in what people see is your capability or not I've always like from the longest time I can remember I've always been told you're not academic and and how does how does that make you feel how does that you know that constant narrative of because I was talking to Shivani Powell about this and you know she would always be the one that was uh, asked to clean up and do the housework in, in a way and she's, you know, she's changed. She's, she's trying to change her parents' minds and her grandparents' minds about that. But for you, what's it like in that scenario, being constantly told that your narrative is, I am not academic, I am not business-minded. You, Sorry, you are not business-minded. You are not academic. Um, and then going to university and now doing a consultant, now starting a consultancy you, business. You know what? There's just like a lot that plays into it. I could go on this topic for hours, but... I, so I'm here for hours, 24-7, which is fine. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, I don't know where to start. It's one of those things that I started to, I started to identify myself like that. I, growing up, I was always the dramatic kid. I was always the troublemaker. I was always the drama queen, not academic, not good at this, you know. It's just, it doesn't make you feel really good. And I feel that really affected my self-confidence. And okay. that's where a lot of, I feel like with people in general, we sort of don't look back into our past and pinpoint that, oh, this is where things started off for me. And especially when it comes to mental health, 
for the longest time, I kept saying India was where my mental health problems started. It was when I shifted to India. But how do you know that? I was only 11 years old. I didn't have a very worldly sense, you know, to me to be able to be like, yeah, that's, that's where everything started. And now that I look back, like at my whole journey so far, I've sort of realized my mental health problems started at home. It all started at home for reasons that I might not want to get too deep into. That's all right. Ready yet. But it's just one of those things. Like, Answer me this. Do you, do, you, do you think that it was the mental health problems started or occurred because you didn't have the skills you needed to deal with the scenarios or was it because of external factors? Mostly, because it's a combination of the two, I feel. Like with everyone, it's a combination of the two. So in my sort of situation, it was more about the unpredictability of others' emotions. It, you know, this is something that I've taken a long time to sort of accept and come to terms with. 90% of the things that happen in your, in your life has nothing to do with you. There is nothing wrong with you. And I've spent years telling myself that because for the longest time I've hated myself I woke up every day sort of feeling sick and no not one person told me what I was experiencing was anxiety not one person whether it was the school institution whether it was a counselor whether it was family because to be honest like the elder generation they're not very in tune with mental health and what it entails. So, I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't have known, but after, there is a line, like, come on, like, you got to realize at some point that this is not normal, right? Um, and I think because of all those things, it was sort of like, I kept speaking to myself in a way that I was so conditioned to believe that it was me. It's not anybody else's fault. It's it's my own thing that I'm not being able to do this or I'm not being able to understand something or just me, like I'm just not worthy and stuff like that. And that took me years to sort of fight in a sense. And I really only started gaining that self-confidence, as I said, when I came to university, when I flew back to the UK and I was living here full time and I won't lie, it didn't even start from me, but that's something that I, I started to realize with the people around me. When I put myself in a situation and I came out of my comfort zone and I pushed and I was surrounded by such amazing people who were so genuinely supportive, not knowing where I've come from, what my history was, what I've dealt with, without knowing any of that, just truly accepting me and telling me that you're amazing. Like, why do you think so bad to hear yourself and mm. I, I just had that realization and I, I turned around and I was like yeah why do I like why can't I just love myself why can't I just tell myself that I deserve this or I'm worthy of this like even today I sometimes struggle when somebody compliments me whether it's on my blog page whether it's me sharing my stories whether it's just you're looking great today. I'm just like, like, you don't mean that. And then I have to catch myself out and I snap myself out of it. And I'm like, just bloody accept the compliment. Why do we get into this whole overthinking situation? It's because we don't believe that we deserve that or we're worthy of that, that at the end of the day, if, if you don't believe in yourself, you can't 
no, no matter what anybody else says, it won't matter to you because you're always going to have that little voice at the back of your head being like, just hide so in how, your head. So how have you dealt with that? Like what has, what has allowed you to, because you said you talked about, you know, you're getting outside of your comfort zone, you're, you're pushing yourself. Um, I, I like to go for 1% change and I fail on a daily basis. I openly say that. Um, it's not easy to do and put in the work, the self-work, because you want to be consumed by other things. You just want to forget about it. But I can't stand the little niggling voice at the back of my head going, you know, you're not worthy or you're not this. And I, and that's what keeps me going. And that's what keeps me pushing and, 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 and growing. Like what for you, was it the niggling voice? What has allowed you to conti- consistently try and push yourself out of your comfort zone, push yourself out of this, this energy level, this wavelength that you're sitting on that just isn't right for you? I'm going to say one thing, and that is, I dealt with it very badly at first, I won't lie. When I was out there in India for those six years, I'm, not all of it was bad, you know? I think India's a great place. I just think I was dealing with a lot of identity crisis because I've been brought up in one place with very Western thinking and a very different surrounding. And to be then thrown into another different complete culture which I'm not gonna like of course I was in tune with my roots and I would go there every year it's, it's a very different thing but oh hey you were in tune with your roots I was not prepared for India <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean like I feel like sometimes people just don't understand and it's really hard because our world sort of works from different perspectives that's mm-hmm how everybody comes, you know, that's how we have conversation. That's how we make connections. But like you said, my driving factor, if I'm very honest, it was, I was just tired. I was tired of the physical symptoms I was experiencing. I was tired of hating myself every day, like waking up and just looking in the mirror and being like, what kind of a life are you living? Like, seriously, Mm -hmm. like get your shit together. And then there was also like so many different experiences that I had. Like, I feel like this has been a major, I'm not going to say coping mechanism. It's like anxiety manifests in different ways, right? But I feel like a lot of triggers were a part of that. Along the way, there were so many experiences. Like, for example, I, my, long, my longest standing fear has always been death and loss. I've mm. always feared that. And it was because... I have experienced a lot of loss in general, even if it's not actual death loss, but loss as in you lose people in your life. It's a normal thing, but it's not something that I had experience with in terms of nobody spoke to me about it. I didn't have that supporting factor where, you know, there are certain topics your parents don't talk to you about, right? This was one of them. It It was never something that we actually sat down and it was like, okay, talk to me, tell me what you're experiencing. And oh, this is going a bit intense. You okay? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I was just like thinking back, like there was this one time, um, I actually lost my cousin brother on the trip. And it was on a Sunday that we drove back to Delhi and I was sent to school the next day. When you think back at that, it's like, what, were you, what was anybody thinking? But there's you a weird I- mindset that, you know, not not us Indians have, but there's a there's a there's a cultural aspect to it of it, which is part and parcel is 
you know, you have a grieving period when you're only supposed to grieve during that period and then everything's okay. But yeah, the human mind doesn't always work like that. Like my perspective on death is very different to your perspective on death. I've got no issues with it now. Like yeah. I've, I've seen death, I've seen live cremations, I've seen, I've seen what happens post, you know, what happens to the body in the worst possible scenario or in, you know, in some cases, you know, the, the, the perfect scenario, you go to Varanasi and that's it. It's the most holy place you can possibly go to for Indians. But there is a weird kind of like, yeah, you're all, you're supposed to be okay and then that's it. Go back to normal. No, it, yeah. can, it, it doesn't work. Like you can't just switch it on and switch it off. Grief doesn't work in that manner. Some mm. people take years to process it. Others people's, other people take seconds. Other people just don't need to. It was, I think it was more the fact that for the longest time I felt like somewhere I felt guilty, even though it had nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, and that came from the fact that I felt like I was just starting to develop a bond with mm -hmm. that side of my family, right? Because I lived in London for so long in the UK. This was my first time properly bonding in India with my Indian family. And it was hard because I remember going to school because I mean, I didn't, I didn't have much of a say and I just felt really overwhelmed and I confided in a friend at that time. Mm -hmm. And the response to that was, I don't believe you. What? You don't believe that I've lost someone. You don't believe that I'm, you know, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't believe that after losing someone, I'm standing here in school trying to get on with a nine hour day like nothing just happened her response was i do not believe you it was actually a his response but his response, yeah, it, it was it was it, it was a hard thing to hear because essentially that's what i've dealt with my whole life and that's what drove me to love myself enough to be like i don't need validation from anybody else but myself to know that what I'm experiencing or however I'm feeling or whatever I'm going through is true or it's actually happening mm -hmm. or it's worthy of being heard. And that's why I speak on my blog page about maybe not this instance in particular, this is the first time I'm speaking about it, but about any sort of instance or any type of experience I've had in my life, whether it's my surgery, whether it's multicultural heritage, whether it's loving yourself, whether it's, you know, reminders, because I believe that everybody struggles with their mental health. Everybody has those low moments where they're like, it's not, it's not an on and off switch, is it? It's a spectrum. It's where you sit on that spectrum. And those, that spectrum is, it's not like um, you're born with it. And that's it. We're, we're all born with a level of mental health, right? It can be good mental health and it can be bad mental health, but you know, it progressively, it can deteriorate over time if you don't do certain things. Like if you don't take time for yourself, if you're constantly being consumed, if you're seeking other other people's validations and, and you know, the list goes on and on. 100%. And, and that's why, like, I feel like for the longest time I was living a life, but I wasn't, wasn't living my life. It wasn't my life at all. I realized very late very very late like probably when i turned 1920 that the life i was living was always for somebody else the way i would 
have a calculated way of responding the way that's talk- that's interesting that's really interesting because i have i was i experienced something similar and you said you were doing it for someone else i was doing it because i thought i was someone else oh wow that's so sweet. i was living this i living this life of this version of me that i thought i i thought i could be but in fact wasn't me so uh like V, the, the guy that you know at university, um, or, or Viraj, you know, it's, it's still me, it's just an iteration of me. He wanted the fast cars, the big houses, the big salary, and whatever, right? But, you know, when you break it down, what do I like to do? I don't want to just, you know, sit in front of a computer and, you know, do whatever. I want to I wanna go out, I want to use my hands, I enjoy gardening, I enjoy pottery, I enjoy, you know, fixing things. Like, it's that iteration of viraj was trying to be something that you know i am truly not and so when you say that i was living it for someone else i can resonate for that i can (laughs) i could i just i don't like using the word anymore i can truly feel some of that pain because it's very similar to what i went through and what i am going through slowly slowly because it comes back right you know it's never a one and done thing it's not, it's not, a lot of people feel like, you know, you're making progress and that's it. Like it, it's just one way up and there's not going to be any pitfalls or anything like that. And that's why it's that, it's that exact realization that you've just said that somewhere along the line, I realized this is not who I am. And it's that realization that I can take control of who I am. I can be who I want to be. And it doesn't have to meet a certain standard that society accepts or, you know, or somebody else will accept. And that's exactly what sort of drives me every day to just show up as me, because that's the one thing that you can truly say in life that you've, you've accepted yourself. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's just one of those experiences I've had. And why? Here's a question for you. Yeah. Who are you? Like in your head, who do you like who are the per- who is the person you're trying to be i'm just trying to be a girl living her life i'm just trying to find happiness i don't know how to define who i am because i truly don't believe that i fit into any label or any box mm-hmm. i can't put myself in a position to be like this is exactly who i am i love photography but i also love blogging but i also like business but i also like marketing but i also like cooking but i also like doing 20 other things and that's what I feel like a lot of people don't come to this realization or understanding that you don't have to be something in fact you don't have to be anything you just have to be you and that can take a hundred different sort of faces it could manifest in a hundred different ways and you don't need to be guilty of that just because society asks you you have to be someone. You have to put yourself in a box. Sorry, I don't know who I am. And to be honest, like I don't think I ever will know who I am. And I'm complete, like I'm completely comfortable with that because you're always that, chasing the next, the next version of yourself. Because you exactly, you're, you're, you're constantly, never, yeah, you're constantly evolving. And I feel like because we're so conditioned to believe that we have to follow a set path you know, whether it's traditional, get a degree, get a job, you know, and then you're happy, or whether it's, you know, get a degree, get married, 
just sit at home, whatever it is for you, whatever that traditional concept you have in your head, we are so conditioned to believe that is the way to happiness or that is the way we need to live, that we're so scared of actually opening up our realities to see who we really are. We don't, we don't want to open that Pandora's box and see all those different possibilities of who we can be because we're so scared of it. And that's because society teaches us to be scared of ourselves. If you notice, people are so intimidated when you are your biggest cheerleader. They're so intimidated when you love yourself. Why is that? It's because they've lost power and control to mold you and what they want you to be. And that's exactly why the hundreds of messages I get in a week that are like, oh, like you're so ballsy for speaking about this. No, I'm not ballsy. I'm just trying to be me. I don't care what anybody says that I shouldn't speak about this topic. I shouldn't speak too much about my mental health because, you know, what about health insurance in the future? What about getting a potential rishta? Man, I don't care about all of that right now. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's just not on my priority list. And I don't care what people's views are. Like, you are entitled to your view by all means. If that's what's important to you, you should stand by your belief. But why do we enforce our views on other people? Why can't you just come from a place of understanding and be like, yeah, finding a potential rishta is important to me. But for you, it isn't. For you, it's your career. Why do we judge people for having a different sort of concept for what they find success for what they find is successful for their lives sorry i sort of messed that up <laughs> for what for why do we have a different perspective for what other people think of as successful is that what you mean yes exactly because well, because you, know, you know this idea of success is now molded into well this is just my opinion this mm-hmm. idea of just success is now molded into you know you've got to be like elon musk or bill gates or you've got to be like an instagram influencer or or whatever success can be whatever you want you know yeah. you can choose to to make it as small as you you freakishly freaking can like yeah. like you're i wake up every day and i just i just want to be me i want to be authentically me i wake mm-hmm. up every day and i want to push myself one percent because i know when i'm too comfortable shit hits the fan yeah <laughs> verge gets very bored very fast and i'm just like here in a rut like come on <laughs> but this this success is this People think because they see that that's what it is. But you go out and live it and living it and seeing it in reality are two different things. Sorry, living it and seeing it on on a phone are two different things, not seeing it in reality. Sometimes reality does not live up to the phone. 100%. And and now it's like, okay, but okay, so then what is success? What is success? If If I can't go on a road trip around Europe or I can't go to the moon and it's not worth it and I don't feel anything, like... Well, then what is success? Like, what what do I need to achieve? I can just sit in my room and, you know, go on VR or whatever. But I don't know. I think people need to spend more time with themselves. Like, you you got that time. And India's very, India's a special place. India holds a special place in my heart. Not because I'm Indian. I forget that I am sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the skin color. Um, But because there is something in the air, there's something in the water, there's something about the people whether they are Hindu, Muslim, Jain, whatever it might be, right? There is a there is an energy there that does not exist in certain places in the world. Maybe because it's a subcontinent, maybe because of the Himalayas, and it's kept that that, that sect of people the there, and they haven't been able to go out. And the original people that were there. 
you know, whether they're moguls or, or whatever, right? But India allows you to think about yourself. And I say that because I was able to be there. That doesn't mean that you have to be in India to do that. It's just that you need to have the tools to be able to do that. Whether for you that's meditation, you know, breath work, whatever it might be, but you need to, or journaling, you know, to find what your definition of success is, I feel you need to write it down. You need to get inside of your head. You need to start unearthing the things, the the re, the wiring that has gone wrong or gone right. You just need to understand, you know, where the blue cable's going now or the red cable's going. And so you don't get them mixed up and you're a ticking time bomb. But understand, like, what's in your head, how you function, how you think. Like, I, I've been doing, like, these morning dumps um, of journaling. So I just write whatever comes out. It's like stream of consciousness type stuff. And I would see that when I started it, I was, I was talking about other people mm-hmm. and other people's perception of me and, you know, how I, why I didn't like the things that they were doing. But when you give that up and you realize, like, you can't do anything about that, you can't control someone. Why do you, why should you control someone? You know, what, what right do I have to, yeah. to say that, you know, this person has to think about me in this way. Sure. It's great to get onto a piece of paper because you can look at it and be like, well, this is absolute bullshit. There's mm-hmm. not, there's nothing that I can do here. You can be as manipulative as you want, as manipulative, as manipulative as you want yeah. um, and work it to your, to your, um, to your benefit. If that's what you choose to do, if you're comfortable doing that and you think that's the right thing and the, whatever way you you know square that off in your head, okay. Um, yeah. But it allows you to start seeing your thoughts, which is very different to seeing them inside your head. Because you know up here the laws of the laws of reality are different. They are so different. You know, you can one minute be thinking about what you're having for dinner, and the next thing could be thinking about, okay, so this guy I passed in the street, he's like really, really good looking. And am I going to have kids with him? And what are these kids going to be called? And what house are we going to live in? Where are we going to live? And are we going to go on holiday? And you're like, you know, five minutes down the road, you're thinking about like, wait, but I'm hungry now. Yeah, literally, just like we have those constant changing thoughts. And I completely agree with you that our outlet for that, I feel like a lot of people don't have an outlet. And that's where everything goes wrong because all they're doing is staying up there in their head and not realizing that most of the things they're thinking about in reality are things you have no control over. Absolutely. Literally. We cannot do anything about it. And sometimes, you know, this going with the flow thing, I used to get so, used to grind my gears. I'm like, how am I supposed to go with the flow? I'm going with the freaking flow. But... You know, going with the flow is whatever your flow is. It's not someone else's flow. Like, just just, just roll with it right up until you start feeling uncomfortable. And then you pick and choose at that point in time. Are you going to do what you do, for instance, push yourself, get outside of that comfort zone? Like, mm-hmm. I know today, you know, before we started talking, you were like, I am, I'm slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not slightly uncomfortable. I am slightly nervous. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't matter because I am, I am nervous every time I get on the mic. You know why? Because mm-hmm. I fucking enjoy it. That's, that's why. Isn't that like such a good thing though, to like put yourself in a different position, which is out of the normal, which is unusual to your body. Because I feel like when you do stuff like that, it doesn't get repetitive. You don't get easily bored. You don't get so wrapped up in your head anymore because you're so focused on ah, what's about to happen that you don't have time to think about stupid things like, does this person like me? Or like, am I going to be good? Or, you know, stuff like that. You're more focused on just like 
being completely present and being in the moment. I think that's a beautiful thing because either in our heads, we're either living in our past or we're in our future. We're never present. And that's what journaling. So as you said, whether it's affirmation, whether it's journaling, whether it's just even talking to a friend, that's like my crazy outlet where I have like one or two people that I fully trust and I'll just dump my thoughts on them. Just that's great because they can, they can kind of, you know, mold it and, and start looking at it from different perspectives, knowing your perspective and try and not give you advice, but like say it back to you in a way that helps you further understand what that thought is. 100%. And it's useful. It's super useful. As I said, it's all about perspective. You may be seeing something from your own lens, but when you have another, because our lens is obviously like, sorry, our lens is completely like, um, what do you say? I'm forgetting English. Oh God, I've been in a pandemic for too long. But it's basically <laughs> like, clouded it's clouded it, we, we're so biased <laughs> with how we view things because it's either emotional bias or it's mm-hmm. you know situational or incidental whatever it is but we we have so many factors influencing the way we think but when you have say another person coming with, with their own perspective or their own view on things it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a clash or a conflict. That's up to how you react to it. That's up to whether you take it as an attack or not. That's where a lot of things go wrong. But I will say that I feel like all of this, as you mentioned, why do we feel like we want to control stuff? And I've said this for the longest time. Genuinely, I know from my experience, it's because I've never had control over my own life. So I feel like I want to control everything around me. Oh, that's, that's fucking deep. That is, that's a difficult one. You know, the fact you've even been able to come to that realization, you know, you've had that, you know, you know, for me, that was India. You know, you've been able to do that, whether it was in India or in the UK, like you've had that mental capability to get there and realize mm-hmm. that I was never in control. I, I had that and I call it running on autopilot. Yeah. And that's just the way I like to describe it. And, you know, from, from, I, I think I distinctly remember when it started, but this is only in reflection around about first year, no, not first year, but halfway through first year of A levels, right up until, um, the last, last year of uni, no, about midway through my European road trip of the summer of the, the you know, after we graduated, because we graduated in the same year, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And yeah. for a spot of context, we both went to the same university. <laughs> 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 we both went to Royal Holloway to the listeners. Um, it was right up until then. And I realized like, I've just been fucking, who is this guy? Like, w- 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 did you, you sort of like, you came out of a bad dream and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, how have you ended up here? You know, you're going abroad, you know, you've, you've been doing this, that, and the other, um, you, you've come out with a degree and like, wow, great, but it doesn't feel great. Like, where is all this time gone? What have you done with that? How have you bettered yourself? How have you, and sure, you can go back and look at those experiences and been like, yes, university was great, not for the education, but to meet people, meet people like you, meet people like, um, the friends that we have in common. So, uh, Maya, Chirag, Rick, yeah, uh, all of them. And I've met some great people during that time. And whether, you know, I've had bad experiences or good experiences with them, at the end of the day, they're experiences. They've helped me mold mold myself as a person. And I look back on it, I'm like, I'm just, you've just been existing. 
You haven't done anything for yourself. You've just been existing. What did you do? You went out, you partied. You did. You, you went to your class, you drank, you, uh, you stayed in your room, you watched a lot of Netflix. So how did you push your own boundaries? Well, you didn't. And so for me, that running on autopilot really fucked me up. Like, really, because I, I was like, I've lost three, four years of my life to what? This, this thing that's uni and just like, and then I blamed it on uni and I was like, no, 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 no. You need to run that back real quick. You need to realize that you chose to run on autopilot. You chose to let the system take over, uh, the brain system take over and fall into the, the societal life script of existing and doing the same thing. You know, you come home, you watch Love Island and that's all right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I know deep, deep, deep down that that ain't me yeah that is not me that's not who i am and yeah it takes a lot of mental like strength to get there and be like i am now going to change as of this moment i'm going to change i'm going to put in a plan of action i'm going to put in a strategy whether it's a business strategy or whatever right i am now going to move forward to get myself out of this autopilot that otherwise i would be sitting in i would still be applying for grad schemes i would still be you know at home thinking like i'm a failure Mm -hmm. you know what it's funny that you mentioned that because I think you've put, like literally pinpointed something really important there in terms of it's all about that mindset shift right from focusing on what's happening around you to what's happening inside of you what are you mm. thinking what are you doing what are you feeling what are you going to do about it and as you said there it takes a lot of mental strength it, it it's a lot of work trust me like I know I speak a lot and I say a lot of like really deep things, but it didn't come out of nowhere. It, it's been literally like years and years of trying to understand why I am the way I am, whether it's good or bad. Everyone has their negatives, but we forget to see where we also have a positive. And I feel like when people see a negative side of you, that's it. That's all they're going to see for the rest of their life. Like you are now the troublemaker or you are now the girl at school who would always cry or who would always be sad. And I have a perfect example of that. I had a friend on, um, his name was Dom and, uh, Dom street breath. He runs, he runs a, uh, not a social media agency. It is a social media agency. It's a media agency of, of sorts, specifically dealing with creatives. Mm -hmm. And in school, he was always, no, he wasn't always. He was very misunderstood, I feel. And it wasn't he was the troublemaker, but he'd get in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, I came into, into the, that meeting with him still thinking he was that person, knowing full well that I had changed and, and I had gone through my own, my own kind of process of, of unlearning and relearning. And I was mm -hmm. like, I still came in with that mindset of like, oh, this is the same Dom. I expect him to be, you know, Dom. And he wasn't. And I was like, this is incredible. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, you have just, you have been a hypocrite in a way. Like you, you know that other people, you go into meetings with people, you go into conversations with people, knowing that they don't think, they think of you as the person that you were. You did that to Dom. And I was like, yo, this is, this is ridiculous. Like I, how he, how can I expect him to still be the same person after all of these years where I haven't talked to him? He can't be that naughty kid, right? You can't be that, like you said, that that mean girl at school or or, or the yeah. uh, the individual that was picked on, right? 
it doesn't work that way. You go through experiences, you go through learnings, you go you go through all of that. It's a matter of whether you want to take on that conscious understanding and that conscious those conscious um, experiences and sit mm. and digest that because it's it's that bit at the end that you said it's the now what do you want to do about it and it's those steps that you need to take because you know ultimately that's what I was always scared of. I was always scared of taking those steps, even with exams. I would not do, yeah, this is perfect, I would not do a timed tested, I wouldn't do a timed paper, ever. Okay. When I've taken an exam by myself, I've never done it timed, ever. <laughs> because it scared the fucking crap out of me. I was I like, can... you know, on the day, I, you, know, you know, I'll get the adrenaline yeah. junkie and the adrenaline hit and I'll be all right. Yeah. But I know full well that if you do it during time conditions, you are more likely to build up that habit build up that tolerance, build up the muscle memory of being like, okay, I'm halfway through. Not being like, am I halfway through? Am I not halfway through? And it's like those steps that you know you need to take, but you're too scared to. You know what? There is strength in not only recognizing that, but being vulnerable about it. And Absolutely. I think a lot of Absolutely. people view, a lot of people do view vulnerability as a weakness. I was told for years by everyone around me, school friends family you're weak why because you get anxious because you react in certain ways you you know i once applied for a position at school which mm. was part of the student body you know how they do those like elections or whatever yeah i do, I do know that. That, that's why like prior to that i was i was that kid in school who was just miserable was dealing with the law and I wasn't doing good at academics I I was never really that great at, at academics because I I was always a a star for hard work but it would never reflect in my exam grades or you know you know tests and stuff and when I applied for that position I was turned down on the basis that I wouldn't be able to handle the workload because I got too anxious because they just didn't give me a chance and that's what I'm getting at. Like, you won't ever know unless you try. And at the same time, that's why I say we can't focus on what other people view us as because they don't, you don't know who you are. So whatever you're putting off out there into the world is only going to be reflective of what they're thinking of you. But if you do the work on yourself and be like, I'm going to be the best version of myself, I'm going to truly be authentically me and I'm going to be happy with whatever I do with whatever I feel that's going to reflect into your surroundings as well and that's where that whole thing comes in that people don't realize that it's it's easier to do the work on yourself than to deal with everything else that's going on in your head but it people is. are just tired of it it is it is and you're right it's it's the idea of starting it, right? It's the idea of you've got to go over that first hurdle of like being by yourself and thinking by yourself and going through the motions of, oh my God, I have to, I have to understand this entity that I live in, you know, because, you know, we're just moving through this world in these bodies. You know, at some point, I genuinely feel at some point you're going to be able to move consciousness from one uh, from one body to another body, whether it's, you know, a robot or whatever, but that's, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> It's, it's difficult though. I, I, I find it really difficult when, you know, you're in a family and we were quite a small family. It's just me, it's my mom, it's my dad, it's my brother. Um, it's difficult when not everyone in the family and, the, you know, especially in lockdown is aligned to that. 
and you you know I, there's a word that in I'm not sure if it's Hindi or Gujarati but it's like tapku it's like two pennies worth yeah and everyone always wants to put their two pennies worth in at the end of what you're doing and I'm like I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be better like that's yeah. it like, I, I I care I, it's not I don't care it's not I'm not um I'm indifferent about your opinion I, I care about it, but I put it in my little black box and I put it away. Yeah, and they don't like that. Not everyone likes that when when they when they tell when I tell them that that's what I do with your opinion. If I don't need it at this moment in time, I'm not going to use it. I'm exactly. going to try and keep my emotions to to a level where you know. Why do I need to get agitated? Why do I need to get irritated? I do not. I have I have nothing to get irritated about. Why? Because I am living, you know, this idea of a best life every single day. I get up and I do the job I want to do. I get to talk to people like you who we're running on the same way. <laughs> I'm motorbike? so sorry. That's on the street. <laughs> I was so shocked. I just saw your eyes go whoa. I was just so confused. You know, like when you get some weird ass people just like zooming across the street, like it's a 20 zone. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's pretty, don't worry. It happens. It happens here as well. You'll hear the, hear like an F1 car go down the road. Yeah. It's it's I find it super difficult when not everyone's aligned. How do you deal with that? To be honest, I sort of like I, I feel like I always get told like how how can you have had so many experiences? You're only twenty one. Um no, I'm twenty-three. Sorry, I'm twenty-three. Um <laughs> don't worry, we feel twenty-one, we're both the same. Age. We feel <laughs> like, we feel I'm 18. Just, playing with my mind at this point I don't know like I came into this pandemic like 21 and now I'm 23 um absolutely it's weird uh but th that's what I mean like I feel like I get asked that a lot and it, it's like there is no age limit on what you experience and to be honest I have this big belief that we all have experiences no matter how hard or however small like whatever you want to call it but at the end of the day, some people, when they're put in situations, they might not have that emotional skill set. As, as you said in the beginning, you might not have those tools or resources to deal with things. And therefore, that same experience might be harder for you than for somebody else who does have those resources. And for me, in this situation, that's why I just, I don't, I don't take into account what I've been through the exact same thing that you said, where people always love giving their opinions and their two cents into what you should do or what you are doing. Mm. And if I'm completely honest, if I started taking into account and considering everything everyone said to me till date, I would not be sitting here. I would not be smiling. I would not be happy. I would not have a consultancy. I would not have a blog page. I would just simply not be me. And that's just a shit, shit situation to be in. It's and that's horrible. the way I view it. Like that's the way I, I wake up every day. And my idea of success is that I'm smiling when I wake up. I'm happy. I'm genuinely and truly confident in who I am in my own skin. I don't care. Like I've, I've had major struggles with body image, with my skin. I had acne, like really bad acne growing up. I've also had like, as I said, like identity crisis with the whole multicultural heritage and the whole, when I, when I was out in India, I used to be referred to as a firam, which means foreigner for those who don't know. To anybody else, it might be, oh yeah, that's banter. That's how we, you know, joke around. 
I'm sorry for somebody. Not. Those words are rooted in a in a in the same context of like um, in Japanese it's gaijin or in yeah. in in Spanish it's gringo, right? In in Mexican Spanish it's gringo. It's the same concept. You're a foreigner to that land, exactly. Irrespective and of whether you have the same skin color. Absolutely, and I've always struggled with that. That was actually the first post on my private page on Instagram. I put mm. out a post, and that was the first time. I was ever truly vulnerable on that page. I had people from high school on that page. I don't speak to any of them, but I was so vulnerable in that post. And I gave my opinions on what is home to me. I can't define that. I define UK as home simply for the fact that I was born here. I am a British citizen. And the amount of support and level of confidence I've gained from being just solely in this place, in this environment, is makes makes me feel happy. And that's why I consider it home. At the same time, I do consider Delhi home as well, because I have family out there. Two very separate feelings and two very separate things. But I am like, I think the words I used in that post was, I am a citizen of this world. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, like, I don't care if somebody says, you can only be British, you can only be Asian, you can only be British Asian. I'm sorry, but I've traveled around because my father's travel agent. Like, I've had the privilege of meeting people from different cultures, of exposing myself to those different people. And I can't, I can't sit here and say that I fit in anywhere, like, because I don't. I've you always struggled with- You take bits of different places. You make Absolutely. Exactly. And you, it's those experiences that you have at the end of the day. It's what makes us us. You don't define yourself saying, oh, like I'm eating pasta right now. So I'm Italian. How dumb. Like you can't be like that. You need to understand that all your experiences make you who you are. There's no limit to what experiences you have. I can't be like who I am today. I can't, I can't for certain tell you that I'm not going to be this person tomorrow or that I'm not going to change or five years from now I'm not going to be in a different position because highly likely that is what's going to ha happen now I, I would hope that I'm still as happy and as confident and but as that, well that, that is a goal that is quite easily achievable because you know what makes you happy and those and when you don't when you, and when you when things start to not make you happy You've just got to know that you've got to make the changes because at the end of the day, your definition of success is I want to wake up happy. I want to wake up with a smile on my face every single day. My yeah. definition of success is, is different. My definition of success, as I said before, is I just want to be 1% better. In, in, it can be any capacity, whether yeah. it's a, a single moment of, of thought in a day where I don't, think, I don't think about something in a certain way that I would have whether that's negatively or positively, um, or whether I, I give time to myself, whether I spend time with my brother. You know, this conversation right now, he wants to go to a shisha lounge tonight. And I was like, nope, I've got YouTube to do. I am going to turn that. I'm, I'll get my work done and, I'll, and we'll go to the shisha lounge because you are not going to be the same person you wake up to every day. You, know, you probably went through an experience where you woke up and the next day and you were like, yep, that's not happening anymore. And you know what? It's with me. I've sort of recently, I feel like I'm saying this a lot, but I do realize a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know what other words to use, but I also came to this realization where it's like, I've always felt this constant need to prove myself. 
And I know you're about to ask, why is that? That is because as no, we I was going to ask, out, I was going to ask who to. To, to everyone to else, but myself, to everyone okay. else, but, but myself. But does, but does, does that include your future self? No. And that's okay. exactly what I was getting to. It's, it's that shift that I had where I started realizing I want to start proving stuff to myself mm. for myself, not because mm-hmm. I need to prove something to someone else. And it all sort of came from the idea that people would always show me who I was. They would never ask me who I was. They would never be like, oh, who do you want to be? When you're a child, it's very easy. It's like you give them all these dreams and they're like, oh, you can be anyone you want. And the older you start getting, it's like, nope, this is off the table. This is off the table. You can only be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, whatever it is that, you know, your family allows or society allows. And that's never sat right with me because I'm like, for the longest time, I I actually wanted to be an actress because I loved drama. I loved theater. I loved everything creative. I took it up in my IGCSEs. I took it up in my IB level thing. That was the oh, one you subject. Did IB. I did. I did IB. Oh, holy shit. You're built different. Yeah. <laughs> I did IB, but that was the one subject that I would always score my highest marks in. That was the so one what, thing. What, what changed? Why didn't you pursue it? I wasn't allowed. And I, I don't know how to put it in any other way because it's such a shit reason, but it's the truth. And I, I don't want to sit here and lie to anyone. I just, I didn't have the strength to fight or question it i i mean i did question it but i didn't have the to fight, fight to fight it, it was literally a fight it was it was either do this or bear the consequences now as a young kid there is a really big toxic thing in our society which is conditional love we're always taught that and it might not be conscious it might be mm. subconscious Ooh, it's, yes. it's very subconscious for for especially the elder generation they don't realize they're doing it but when you put someone or your kid in a situation to be like you do this or i'm not going to love you or i'm not going to see you the same way or i'm and just in not going to culture be- and in our culture it is rife it is it is rife they they blatantly say it as they get into old age you know what? You're not my grandson anymore. See you later. Bye. Exactly. And it's always that fear. Like, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I ever had that fear of being disowned as people would put it in, you know, our community. No, I, didn't, but I didn't have that. I didn't have that. But at the same time, I did have that fear of, oh, would they love me any less? Oh, like, would, would people see me differently? Or like, mm. if me pursuing my passion and what I love doing does that mean that people won't like me anymore? And it's that shift where I started, all of those incidents, right, started affecting not only my self-confidence, but the way I viewed things. So mm-hmm. I'd constantly pr- want to prove myself. I went to university to prove myself. I got a degree to prove myself. To who? Not for myself. It's because what's expected of me. I got a first class honours in my degree. Well, congratulations. That is the real fucking deal. That is not easy That's- by anything any more especially for a person who's not academic i was shook like i kid you not when when they've sort of released they released it earlier right our grades came out 24 hours before they were supposed to so i was unprepared i I remember i remember i was so unprepared for that i didn't tell anybody that came in 
I went onto my laptop, I checked it. I didn't believe it. I'm not, I'm not lying. I didn't, I didn't believe what I was seeing on the screen. And I refreshed that page and re-logged on again and again and again, just to make sure that what I was reading wasn't a mistake or it's not being me being stupid, not seeing the right number. And I remember checking that not because I didn't believe in my capabilities because I was scared other people would think I've made a mistake. And I wanted to be sure that if I go and tell somebody that this is what I got, they're not going to question me and I can't be like, oh, let me double check. I wanted to be so sure that I did it. And I remember, I bless, I love my family. I'm going to put that out there. I love them. But this is exactly the kind of situations that happen where you're like, bruh, like, can you please like work on yourselves too? Because I ran into my parents' room and they were just chilling, you know, it was was a nice sunny day and they were just like lying down. And I was like, I got a freaking purse. Like, I don't even know how else to put it. And my dad was like, are you sure? I was just like, yeah, I'm sure. Like I got first, like me, I got first. And they were like, nah, like go check again. Like open, show me the laptop. And I literally had to prove to them with evidence because they didn't believe the words coming out of my mouth. But was it now, I'm not going to play devil's advocate here, but I know my parents do the same thing. My, My dad, my dad does the same thing in a way, not because he demeans my ability, but because I know like from his end, it's a bit of fun. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Did you, did you really do that? Like, like, wow. And it, and it's from that perspective. Like, and it wasn't from that perspective on your end. You know what? It's one of those things. I feel like you can tell when you know somebody and you've grown up with them for so long, you can, you can tell those, you can see those little ticks. Yeah. And I mean, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it in a bad way. He he didn't but mean it. It's the two cents. It's, it's a, it is. It's, it's the it's the tone. It's it's the way their thought process goes. Like, oh, this is our kid, but she was never academically inclined. Like, we didn't expect that of her. And I was constantly told, like, you know what? Even if you get a two one, it's fine. Like, we'll be happy with that. When you say stuff like that, how do you think that makes you feel, right? And I think. The reason why I was able to get that first was because I was in my own space. I didn't have mm. people on top of my head. I was living out, truly like living my life I, however I wanted to. I was in charge of my budget. I was in charge of what I was doing, how I was spending my time. I didn't have to have my mum walk into the room and be like, like do something with your life, like, you know, whatever, like the way they say it generally. And that's really interesting that you say that because my brother's going through that right now. Like he does a degree apprenticeship and um, wow. for the first, which is difficult, which is, which is difficult. Like it's people make out that it's, you know, it's this perfect scenario that you get, you, you get yourself into, you know, you get a degree and it gets paid for, you come up with no student loan in, in the best case scenario. And um, you also get paid, right? So yeah. he earns a salary, uh, a quite, a nice salary for someone on a um someone yeah. at the age of 18 19 20 i think he's 20 he's 20 this year 21 this year. <laughs> uh, i forget <laughs> and you know for the first six months he was by himself he was living in our house we were all in mm-hmm. india and you know that is the perfect it's like the perfect experience you get a you get the family home you get yeah. to have an income you know he's he's, he's got a car 
he had uh, he had friends, and so he'd like they they'd be able to come and stay rounds and, and whatever pre COVID, yeah. and you know post COVID and post COVID, my mom came back, and then we came back, and it's like this constant. We know he's doing a degree, but we forget so quickly because he's working twenty four seven, like like a normal working day, and like any of those big firms, you know, you're not working a normal nine to five. He works for Unity. He's not working a normal nine to five. He works before that and he works after that. So I don't see him when he works. I only see him in the evenings or I only see him like in between meetings where, you know, he might jump on his VR headset or he might be talking to his boys or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, but aren't you supposed to be doing work? He's like, yeah, but what work? It's like, when do I get my time off? I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. I just, I don't give him enough credit for the fact that, he does something so difficult he does it in, and, and that's, it's that idea of like we're all on top of him but you didn't have that i you know what and i'm thankful for that because i feel like i would have never seen what i'm truly capable of because i've always come from this environment where people have constantly told me who mm. i am or what i'm capable of to move away from that and to truly be able to experience it for myself and be like, okay, I'm in charge. I can do whatever the hell I want. I could have done thousands of different things. This is, this could have been a complete disaster to be honest, because it is one of those things I've never had or felt that independence in my life. And that's why coming out of university, everyone, whether it's my cousins, whether it's my immediate family, they were all shocked. They were like, but you don't need to be this independent. I'm like, I don't care whether I need to be. I want to be. I want to be. I just want to be. be. Exactly. And that's the thing within our community. I feel like it's more global. I can't, I can't pin this on the community, but people don't want you to be who you want to be. They want to be, they want they, you to be what, yeah. <laughs> it's wordplay, but you get what I'm saying. Like they want, they want you to be what they want you to be. Exactly. And that's something that I was able to, to sort of swerve because Mm. I sort of had my own space and I need my own space and I think everybody should have their own space which isn't a big concept especially in the South Asian community like I feel like personal boundaries mental health having space having a life of your own these are all like oh my god like such far concepts to what actually we get tied up in a lot of like you talk about the South Asian community. South Asian is a new word to me. Yeah. I'm still I'm still getting used to this word. This is a, a word I've only come across on Clubhouse. I didn't know existed yeah. before that. Um, <laughs> and that is predominantly where, you know, our age or, or it's kind of gen Gen Z, Gen uh, millennial, you know, mix mm-hmm. that that kind of like back end of the millennial start of Gen Z era is on and they're able to have conversations on there. But in the South Asian community, we have too many secrets. There is there's this there's this idea of secrets and everything has to be secret and you can have secrets. It, I I choose not to. You ask me any question, I'm open to it. You just got to ask the right question to get the answer that you want. I'm gonna tell you honestly my opinion. I'm gonna tell you honestly um, the experiences that I've had and I've been through, and they're not always nice and they're not always not nice. You know, there's I've been through some shit and I've been through some good stuff. There's been some you know gray areas that I've been through, um, but you know, we don't always talk about it. There isn't this open dialogue always. There isn't, whether it's parents or friends or whatever, right? I don't have any brown friends or up until I was on Clubhouse, I now have a plethora of South Asian friends, brown brown friends um, of completely different 
you know, countries, um, uh, ethnicity, ethnicities of religion, ethnicities, and heritage. Yeah. But trying to get, kind of communicate the same ideas across to an older generation of individuals and whether that's, you know, with, within our South Asian community in the UK, abroad or whatever, but, you know, to globally to parents, I, I, I have friends in Spain who suffer with the same concepts that we're talking about. And people are, can, can become so rooted in the past. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You have a choice to be rooted in the past. You have a choice to enjoy what was or in your mind the, uh, the good old days, right? Like what yeah. is the good old days? But you've got to move forward with the times as well. 100%. And we've got to move forward with the times. You know, it's just the way the world works. You can't just be, be stuck in time yeah. in this one era that you existed in and you thought was amazing. That was the, you know, like the roaring 20s or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, someone else is going to have their own roaring 20s. Like, you know, if that might have been our times at university. You know, your university experience was very different to mine. But, you know, having that open dialogue and having the transparency to have personal boundaries if, if and when needed and have a space, whether it's a physical space or a mental space, because I think we, we don't put enough emphasis on the mental aspect um, as, a, as a humanity. We don't put enough emphasis on the mental aspect and that's coming into effect slowly, slowly. But yeah, we just need to have, we need to have better conversations. We need to have more conversations like this, more conversations around the fact that you know, there are things in life that we are going to go through and whether it's, you know, on a very, very small level, whether it's something like, you know, you talked about imposter syndrome or whether it's these bigger, bigger concepts of I am dealing with something that I don't understand myself. And these, these are open dialogues you've got to have in person because it doesn't, I, for me, it doesn't work over Clubhouse. It works yeah. to an extent, it doesn't work always. And I, I'm a bit ad, big advocate for the app, but you know, we've got to have those conversations with our parents as well. Because I guarantee it that they've been through the same shit. Yeah. And our grandparents as well. I guarantee it that they've been through similar things. Whether it's a thought that's crossed through their head and they haven't acted on that thought or whether it's something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you're doing an amazing thing here, being able to, to open up like this. Oh, thank you. No, the, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I think you've literally just hit the nail nail on the head. What, what yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, the nail on the head. Sorry, I had a bit of a brain fart there, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's it's understanding that even if you're from different generations, they too have experienced their own trauma. We're not denying that. We're not we're not attacking them. I feel like when you get into a clash. For them it's like stop attacking us and then you're like stop attacking us and it's all like a defense offense thing but what we've got to understand is even though we've been through different sets of trauma or different sort of experiences you can't invalidate someone else's experience you can't Absolutely tell not. them that that's that's not how you should react or that's not how you should be feeling because that that is how they're feeling so you're just defeating the whole purpose of them opening up and that's something that i've struggled with a lot whether it's friends, whether it's family, there have been moments where we have opened up to our parents or our grandparents and we've just been shot right back down. And I'm sure it's it's happened with everybody, but they mean it in the best possible way. And that these are the situations that you need to work on. That's why I say not every time things won't go to plan. Every time it won't be that the opposite 
outside will be so understanding and will be so calm because as humans, we are flawed. We are Absolutely. going to make mistakes. We are going to react in different ways. Boy, I can't tell you the hundred times I probably reacted in a completely horrendous manner to situations, whether it's, you know, a friend opening up to me and me being clouded by my own emotions or whatever it is. Like at the end of the day, as I said, we all have our own bias. We all have our own trauma, our own experiences. But that's exactly why I think, as you said, it's important to have these conversations. The whole reason I started blogging and talking about my experiences and sharing these on a public platform I mean, I don't, I don't enjoy being vulnerable. Do you get what I mean? I don't enjoy telling the world, this is what I fear. I don't enjoy opening up to, you know, thousands of people, thousands of strangers a day being like, you know, come see what I fear, come see what scares me. And it's, it's scary. It's scary putting yourself in that position where, you know, especially with online trolls and so many people like what the way I see it, is there's always going to be someone out there who is either going to disagree with your point of view or is not going to like it in essence. Like they're just not going to come from a place of understanding, but that's okay. Maybe they need to do a bit more work in order to be able to sit down and have these conversations. And that's completely fine. As long as you know, you're doing the best thing for you. As long as like, at the end of the day, all the content I put out there comes from a place of positivity. It comes from a place of, you know what? This is my reminder to myself. If you want a reminder for you, take it or leave it kind of thing. It's, like, exactly, I'm it's exactly the same thing I do. That is exactly the same thing I do. That's how I started. That's why I started. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like so many people benefit. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. There have been people in my life who may have walked in like whether it's your seniors or whatever it is like they probably come from a place and been like oh like here's some tips you know you're going to university these might help you and I've been like nope not gonna listen to any of this I'm just gonna go with the flow experience it for myself I haven't taken advice on board I haven't learned from other people's experiences but with my own level of consciousness that has increased over time, people are going to go through their own journeys of consciousness and understanding. And when they do reach that place, my content is here for you. Whenever you're ready to absorb what I'm saying, whenever you're ready to have an interaction with me, and I welcome all types of interaction, whether it's positive or negative. And I've said this all the time, I get I've had a few messages where they're like, oh, you're a Bollywood girl. I'm not going to support you because I don't like the way they haven't supported the farmers' protest. Absolutely fine. I love Bollywood. I completely agree they haven't supported the farmers' protest. I, I know that has nothing to do with me, though. I support the farmers' protest. You can't connect external factors like that and be like, because you like one thing, that is who you are. You can't... But in the online world... In the online world, you can make those jumps, right? Because yeah, because it's because it's there. It's on your it's on your page. It's on your it's on your profile. You you liking that stuff and whatever. So they make those jumps, and you're and the laws and the the laws of what is acceptable online is very different to what is acceptable in reality. Hundred percent. And but in in the reality, they're the same thing. They should be the exactly. same thing. Exactly, and that's why, like, I welcome those conversations because. It's the fact that she did come from a place of understanding after that. And she was like, oh, like, you know what? I overreacted. Absolutely. Like, you said it, not me. But, you know, it was one of those. But having the ability to, to, to 
to, to come from a place of understanding, to come from a place it's of vulnerability, difficult. to come it's from a place of... Absolutely. And that's something that we experience even in our own house, in our own homes, you know, when it comes to your parents or your brothers or your sisters. The, the amount of fights I've had with my siblings, oh my God, like, I can't tell you. But at the same time, it's that ability to then come to that realization that, okay, maybe I could have handled this another way, or maybe I didn't have to react that way. But as I said, if it doesn't come from within, no matter how many people are telling you on the outside, it's never going to sink in. It's never going to come. You're never going to come from that place of understanding because with experiences, I say this all the time. The reason why I'm sharing it is because I've gone through it and now I've learned it and I've understood it. I've done that work to understand and take away something from this. However, for somebody who hasn't experienced that yet, you might take it on board. And that's very brave of you to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to consider this and I'm going to keep this in mind. But there's also going to be the opposite side where it's going to be like, I'm not going to take this on board because I haven't been through it and I'm, I don't understand where you're coming from. And, and that's perfectly okay. What we tend to not realize is that it's fine if people don't listen to us. Like, I feel like there's always that expectation that comes with everything that if I'm doing something, it has to have this result. But that's just life. You're not always going to get the result that you plan out or, you know, that's why there's a plan B or a plan C or even if you don't plan anything, that's why you've got to be confident in who you are and just know in your heart that if you're doing the right thing, if you're coming from a place of peace and understanding and love and care, then it doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter with whether I get trolls or whether somebody is saying something to me. I can talk to them. I can try, maybe try, make them see my point of view. And if they don't want to see my point of view, then what can I do about it? Why are we losing so much sleep and so much time over things that we have absolutely no control over? People, complete strangers. Why are they bringing you down so much? And, you know, five years ago, I would, I would have probably said me doing lives, me talking to people, me having, you know, doing this podcast with you out of the question because I don't like putting myself in those vulnerable positions. However, now that I've had those years to work on myself I know that if me putting myself in a vulnerable position helps the younger generation or helps one kid be like you know what I love myself too or I should love myself or at least I could try you know it's it's about having that impact I don't care about 10 people who probably don't like that I talk about my experiences so openly or don't like the fact that I give so much importance to myself because in reality, that's what I'm doing. I don't care about the world anymore. I don't care what the world thinks of me. I don't care about anything other than bettering myself, other than being me, other than, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you've lived your life so long for other people. I just want to live my life, whatever life I have left for me, because I went through a really big surgery back in November to the point I could have lost my life if it hadn't happened kind of shit changes the way you think it's like have I achieved anything for myself mm. can I truly say in 23 years of living or however long you've lived that you've done or you've lived every day for you not caring about what's going on around you or what people are going to say or how people are going to react but just 
doing something for you. And to be very honest, I don't think I could until I did my consultancy. And for the first time in my life, I'm so thankful, but for the first time in my life, I wanted to do this, not to prove to anyone else or not to be like for future employers or anything like that, but just for my own happiness to be like, I'm keeping myself busy. I know I'm doing something. Hell, even my product launch that's coming up. Nobody told me, you know, go launch your own product, go do more than you've already done. That came from within. That was my ambition, my passion, my hard work. And I'm not about to let that off and, you know, give credibility to anyone else because I don't think we give ourselves enough appreciation or just that pat on the back to be like you did this it's always you know you'll see stars or celebrities or anybody else I did this for my parents or I'm doing this for society or you know even for social acceptance I've always been the odd one out yeah I've always been the odd one out and what I'm happy with it because if I hadn't had those experiences I wouldn't be sitting here today being like I know who I am and I'm happy with it that what I mean. I'm sorry. That'll go way that was, too intense. That was that was beautiful. That was that wasn't a rant. That was something that was something so far removed from a rant. It was you were just completely in flow of yeah. your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences, everything rolled into one. That was that was amazing. And I will, I think I'm gonna title the episode. Uh I am I'm the odd one out. And what? Yeah, it's just like I've and been I'm happy with that. That's fucking amazing. That is fucking I've been amazing. questioned so, so many times for so many different things. And you know what? I feel like at, in anybody's life, whether it's mine, whether it's yours, whether it, it's, you know, the younger generations or the older generations, you've got to get comfortable with being questioned because there are going to be questions coming your way. But you have the ability to choose whether you want them to shoot you down or whether you want to just leave it where it is and just focus on yourself and your own journey. Because I've always said this, my journey has been a journey of self-love. I completely love myself to the point where I don't care today if somebody, you know, even in my family, I get comments like this doesn't suit your body type or don't wear red lipstick, go for the news because you look like, you know, well, it's just, I don't even want to say it but you know it's just understood that red is really bold and you don't want to look like that type of a person I've got so many comments in different things and you're going to experience that but you just need to do for you at the end of the day like otherwise you're not going to be proud of yourself and I don't want anybody experiencing what I've experienced but I do want them to come out if if, the, if having those experiences the hard way will teach them and help them learn that this is what they need from their life. I wish you have those experiences. I wish you go through those hard times because yeah, it's hard. It, you know, it might be a point where it breaks you. I've broken down so many times. I'm not ashamed to say that I'll, I'll have breakdowns in my room. I'll cry my eyes out or whatever, but stand back up, message a friend, find a way to deal with those emotions. I feel like mm -hmm. we're not taught, as you said, we're not given the skill set to deal with things like mental health or emotions. 
And that's just so dumb. Like, what is our education system for then at the end of the day? Because all these negative emotions we carry inside of us is basically like we've seen it through the pandemic with the amount of suicide rates or the amount of protests that are happening and the amount of everyone's carrying some sort of guilt or some sort of negativity inside pain literally and they it needs an outlet and that's why i want to tell the younger generations just focus on you focus on being the best version of yourself focus on doing your part for the world for your community but don't let that don't mistake that for being your identity you doing something for your community is very very different for you doing something for yourself and i can't stress that enough for the longest time the only identity i had of myself was a, what society told me it should be what my parents told me it should be i never checked in with myself to be like who am i <laughs> what do i want from my life or what do i expect out of my life for the longest time i remember being that kid being like oh yeah i'm gonna find the love of my life at university and i'm gonna get married and i'm gonna have kids and you know it's gonna be all happy and that's just not who i am i don't like I would want that in my future at some point, but I don't, that's not on my priority list. And I didn't know that until I checked in with myself. And it's because I've been fed all these dreams and all these false things that that is what happiness looks like. But that's not what my happiness looks like. That's what your happiness looks like. Or that's coming from a place of you didn't achieve this. So you want me to achieve this or coming from a place of this is what society accepts so you have to do it simply putting it like that but you know what i have realized is if you have these tough conversations as you said when you when you give yourself and everyone else a platform and initiate it rather then it becomes easier i feel like if i never started talking about mental health if i never had those experiences i don't think my parents would be at the position they are today to be like mental health exists even if they're not totally on board with it they know it exists and that's great that's a massive Stop. achievement in my books do you get what i mean and Absolutely. i feel like a lot of people just don't appreciate like i i get social media does have a dark side i i know that it does but we can choose to use it for good and i i know that the amount of creatives i've connected with whether it's you whether it's you know um Ishpreet uh, with her, you know, her skin blog or Mirali with, you know, being herself and, you know, normalizing that skin has texture and filters and all of these, all of these things we consume. It's, it's up to you what kind of a surrounding you want to have. I've surrounded myself with the kind of people who post content that I know I want to consume. Mm -hmm. I want to go onto my social media every day leaving feeling like i've learned something or i've realized something or even you know i feel like a lot of people think to do self-work you need to either have a therapist or it's true like you need to put in the work yourself as well but as in sometimes self-reflection doesn't come from within sometimes it's you reading something on somebody else's profile from their experience and being like do i do this like yeah i do I, there was this one point where I couldn't post a picture of myself because I didn't like the way I looked. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the way I looked, but 
I was so used to seeing myself with a filter with something over it that I felt like oh shit like I have texture on my skin how is this going to look to other people no 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 I can't post this Mm -hmm. or whether it was body positivity I don't I don't care about all that anymore and I and I hope that if me being so comfortable with myself helps even one person be like I I want to be that person like not not her as and live her life but I want to be so comfortable in my own skin and in who I am that you know what fuck the world like just let them be like I don't care about what's going on around me I couldn't be happier that is that's a lot to take in I know I just when I start speaking it's all just as I said, I, I told you at the start, I'm probably going to go off topic or like go okay. into different tangents. It's okay. But... That's okay. That was, that was amazing. It's food, for thought. <laughs> it's food for thought. That's for sure. And not just yeah. for me, it just, it's always, it's always nice to hear when someone is on your wavelength and, and someone's actually saying the same things that are inside your head. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that you have validation. It's like, I, I have someone that I can talk about it to. Yeah. And you know, your experiences are phenomenal. And they've, they've made you the person that you are today. And the fact that we're ha- even having this conversation is amazing. And yeah, blown away. Blown away. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That is honestly extraordinary. And Literally. It's, it's bigger than you. And, and yet, the purpose is bigger than you. And yet it's you. And yet you're still focused on you. You are still the core. You are still the center of, you know, whatever this purpose is of your life. And that's ever changing. But, you know, you're trying to teach this younger generation about, a bunch of things while keeping you at the center of I put myself first remember that I exist I exist and without this I cannot do anything else and I think that sure there's this whole selfless aspect to life and you can be as selfless as you want as selfless as you need to and a lot of people not preach that but they say that's a great way to live life but you know what I think you're doing all right I think you're doing pretty good I think (laughs) you're doing you're doing all right and that's that's the main thing as long as you wake up and you have good days you have bad days but you wake up with a smile on your face as many days as you can mm-hmm. and you're like you know what i'm i'm gonna attack today and i see what comes out of it or you know i'll take it easy today and we'll see what we'll make of it as long as you can go to bed thinking i've done all right i am enough and i'll wake up tomorrow and i'll tackle tomorrow exactly i think that's, like- that's really great it's about taking those baby steps, right? It's like, you can't possibly think that, okay, one day, like, this is the day I'm going to make a change and tomorrow, poof, like it's done. Like, it's just not how it works. But as you said, it's it's great knowing that there are other people who are having those experiences or feeling the same way. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where it came from. I feel like growing up, I always had this feeling like I was the only one going through this or I was the only one experiencing this and it's just not true and that's why like I try I try to be as transparent as I can with my experiences obviously there are some things that I'll take time to open up about that that's okay as well like I'm not saying I'm a perfect person like god knows I'm not but do you get what I mean like it's fine like we're okay we're good to have our flaws We're, we're good to have our quirks we're good like there's so many times where I know people are thinking of me a certain way and the only reason I know it is because they've said it out loud either to me or to a person I know and it's come back to me but it happens and it's like 
that people will sometimes tell me, oh, you're trying too hard. And I'm like, okay, but that's who I am. Like I, I do try too hard when I'm nervous. That's how my nervousness or my anxiety manifests. I try too hard in those situations because I don't want you to know that I'm feeling so anxious or that I'm feeling sick or whatever it is, whatever physical symptoms I'm experiencing because of it. But it's because I know that I, if I don't do that, or if I don't try too hard to come across a certain way, then I'm going to be the buzzkill of the room and the energy is going to go down. And that's the last thing I want. I don't want my own experience with anxiety to bring five other people down with me. Like that's just not who I am. I want everyone to enjoy this moment, despite what I'm feeling inside of me. And yeah, I mean, some people might say that's toxic to myself, but you know, I find a way to deal with it. And the way I cope with it is through sharing my experiences on a public platform or through sharing what I am feeling or what I felt in that moment later on so that it doesn't affect the present moment. Because mm -hmm. I truly believe we always have a choice. It's your choice whether you want to do something. It's your choice whether you want something to go a certain way. Obviously, that, that's not to say that it will go that way, but it's, it's just the fact that you have a choice. And I made a choice to not hate myself. I made a choice to stop being miserable and to stop complaining and to stop thinking about things I can't control. And I made a choice to consciously start working on myself and truly be happy in who I am because I know, God knows, if I'm not happy with myself and I don't take care of myself and I don't support myself, then there's nobody else to do it for me and nobody else can do that for me. So I, it really was like either do it or don't, but either way, you're the only one suffering in this equation. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's a bit of me. I like that. I like that a lot. I, that's, that's, that's real value. The fact you're able to, to, to talk about that thought process and you know, turn it into, into tangible words that people can understand. Mm -hmm. And because it, that's getting that out there and, and saying it is not easy. I have a question. Yeah. There's something yeah, that I like on. to do at the end of, at the, end of uh, the podcast. Okay. And I spring it onto the guests. <laughs> I love this. It's always a bit of fun. Who do you want to see on like the ordinary experiences about sharing experiences? And, you know, out of, you know, whether it's your friends, people that you've met, you know, could be relatives or whatever. Who would you like to see on it? Someone that you think has something to share something that an experience that they've gone through just the way they think is intriguing and will will make for a good conversation i mean i can get blood out of a stone but that's besides the point at least i think i can but someone that you feel would be comfortable coming on maybe maybe uncomfortable and this is pushing their pushing their boundaries that you think would be a great next guest and that way i can go and get them on i can't lie i have too many to name is that allowed? Like, can I name? Yeah, yeah, one absolutely. You can, be, you can be name me more than one person. You just got to send them to me afterwards. Oh yeah, sure. Don't worry. I'll send you everyone's profile. Um, so first, I would say, who would I say first? Um, okay, so Virali Patel. I think she has a lot of wisdom to give in terms of her own journey of self acceptance. Mind blowing. I follow her blog, um, and. It's kind of where most of my realizations come from. I can't lie. It's like 
yeah, skin has texture and what, like you can be you, like just do you. Um, I would say my sister, she's sort of like, um, she's five years older to me, but I think it would be interesting to see me like being middle child versus the elder child's point of view with how things went. And also because like, I, like she's working a lot on consciousness and she's very in tune with those things. And that's the only reason I've reached this stage is because she's been through her journey with consciousness and you know she's done a whole course on conscious parenting and stuff like that so that's sort of like oh, that's rubbed off on me yeah so I see I would say my sister. and then I think Ishpreet writes um so okay. Ishpreet Pogel she's like really good like she's written a book called recovery that really helped me a lot in terms of my own journey of recovery but what's interesting is that I feel like even though her recovery or the way she's written stuff came from a place of her losing her mother, I feel like those words could help anyone in general with any type of loss, whether it's friendship loss or actually losing someone. Mm -hmm. And I think she could provide a lot of value on her own experience and stuff like that. Those are just a few off the top of my head, but I probably will be sending you a list after this. Perfect. It yeah. has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for, for sharing your experiences. Thank you for coming on and being so open about it. Not everyone's willing to, to be like that, right? And you've shared <laughs> a lot of personal stories. And look, all I can say is, is thank you. And I look forward to meeting you like in person after the time that we've had away yeah oh my god thank you so much for having me on to be honest like this is the first podcast i've been on and i'm so happy <laughs> that Pop it cherry. Perfect. But, like it's been it's been insane to see like as you said like who you were at university to who you are now and i didn't know you that well if i'm very honest at university but at the same time like i do see from the way you talk about your experiences that growth and as you said like just connecting with people who are on the same wavelength or you know just like want to have a positive impact in life I'm, I'm all here for it like thank you for inviting me on that's perfect i'll see you soon all right yeah don't 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 actually switch off it's okay <laughs>